0: You're listening to the Coach T podcast
1: hosted by my dad. Welcome to episode two of the Coach T podcast. This episode, we talk about youth wrestling and I interview Holland West, Ottawa head wrestling coach, Mr. Ryan Lancaster, a MCC Jayhawk grad and a Grand Valley State University All American. He'll take you through his life and experiences in the sport of wrestling and give advice to young coaches. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the Coach T Podcast. Thank you all for listening to the first episode, which talked about my introduction to the sport of wrestling. I've been a part of it for over 25 years, and... It's been really really fun today i'm going to talk about youth wrestling and my thoughts about it what it takes to have a strong youth program which i do believe is a strong indicator of how your middle school program will do and eventually your high school program to me when it comes to youth you have to assess their ability are they beginner intermediate or advanced the second thing They have to have fun. I don't care what level they're at. There has to be fun involved at the youth wrestling level. Now, I know many people will say, well, winning is fun, and that is true. Winning is the elixir. Everybody wants to win. But if your kids aren't having fun and you're not building those relationships with your youth athletes, then you're going to have some significant issues down the line, so make it fun. And third, don't compete just for competition's sake. Now hear me out. When I started wrestling 20 plus years ago, we didn't have all these different competitions you could travel to within the state and across the country. In Lansing, for example, you had our middle school season, which was roughly six weeks, and you wrestled a total of 10 matches. And when you got into freestyle, a little bit longer season, you could wrestle up to 20, 25 matches. If you made a national team, you would wrestle between 15 to 30 matches, depending on how many national teams you made. But for the most part, you were wrestling roughly 60 to 70 matches a year if you got all the competition in 20 years ago. Now kids can have a hundred matches by the halfway point and i don't know if competition at that young of age is the right thing to do unless that kid wants to do it it's different when the the athlete wants to travel they want to compete and they start to develop that love for it that that passion for it that's okay I've seen a lot of parents burn their kids out, some really talented wrestlers, by essentially making them wrestle too much as a youth and not letting them, the youth kids decide. essentially like, yeah, I want to go here or I want to go there. It's mainly the parents pushing them. Now, you do have some outliers. Every now and then you will get a youth kid that he is able to excel even with the pushing by parents. But to me, it's all about making it fun, focus on the practice and not the competition. Youth is all about learning the basics and really learning how to control your body and how to wrestle. So when they get to their high school coach, the high school coach is polishing those skills so they can apply them to help their program win matches. When it comes to coaches... In my experience, you want coaches that enjoy kids. And what I mean by that is they have to have patience because whatever level you're at, whether they're beginner, intermediate, advanced, they will drive you crazy. Um, I remember when I coached youth wrestling, uh, my experience was my four years in high school, I helped our Everett Freestyle program, and it really opened my eyes coached a lot of great kids there and um, a lot of fun I went to college at Muskegon Community College and when I came back I became a middle school coach first an assistant coach at Gardner where I went to school and then I spent three years as the middle school head coach at Otto um, all in Lansing and you'd just be surprised some of the things you these kids do or say or the things they do in matches but the big thing is you gotta love kids. You gotta be patient, and you have to nurture them um, because there's a lot of emotions involved in the sport of wrestling. It is truly an ebb and flow, and you got to be that constant presence to bring them back down. Uh, after I got done coaching at Otto, I coached two years of youth wrestling at Mason. And it really opened my eyes. I loved Mason's system where we had a beginning group and an advanced group. And the big difference I found with the beginning group was we focus a lot, a lot on the basics and a lot on fun. We played games and we made, made it fun. King of the Mountain, Shark Tales, uh, Sharks and Minnows, things like that. Uh, we, we made it fun for the kids. Advanced, we still had those things. We just didn't play as many games, but we still try to make it fun, and we try to have an hour and a half practice because their attention span is not that long. Even for the advanced kids, because most of the time the advanced kids are just like, I just want to wrestle. Like, Well, no, we have to work on these positions, work on these situations, so that you can be successful in those situations. So outside of that, Finding the right coaches, people that are patient, that truly enjoy what they're doing because it's 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 long days in a crowded gym with a bunch of little kids running around. It should always put a smile on your face. Anytime you're doing something to help youth kids become better people, that should put a smile on your face. You are you are painting that picture. You are being the mentor for them that a long time down the road, they're going to come back to you and, and tell you how big of an impact that you made on their lives. There you have it. Episode two, a little shorter, a little sweeter, but that's my biggest things when it comes to the youth program. Try to identify the three levels, make it fun, don't compete just to compete, and find coaches that love being around the sport of wrestling and love being around kids. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a great day. Welcome to the Coach T Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying this great weather we have here in Michigan. Today I have a special guest, Coach Ryan Lancaster of Holland, West Ottawa. Uh, Coach Lancaster has been there for six years and he's an alumnus of the school. Some background on Coach Lancaster, he was an All-American at Grand Valley State University and part of their national championship team. And he has coached eight wrestlers that have went on to compete at the collegiate level and numerous state qualifiers, placers, and a undefeated streak. So, welcome to the podcast. Well,
0: oh, thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate it. Long time listener.
1: <laughs> That's great. Great to hear. So, uh, before we get into kind of the 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 main thing about our conversation, which we'll be focusing a little bit on youth wrestling, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, well, uh, if. You- uh in the beginning <laughs> um i started wrestling in uh, fifth grade uh what i did is uh i i was playing on the playground with another kid and uh jason fuller who uh was uh, a pretty good accomplished high school wrestler himself and uh his dad approached us which is something you don't see often these days uh for good reason but he approached me on the playground and said hey you're a pretty big kid you should wrestle and so i went out when uh when I one's practice at Allendale to the youth program there. And uh, liked it. And I went home and I realized my, my mom had revealed to me that uh, from a wrestling pedigree to a certain extent, both my uh, uncles, Uncle Dave and Uncle Mark Krasinski, both wrestled for Comstock Park. And they ended up wrestling also um, in college. And in fact, Uncle Mark was a uh, national champion for Olivet Nazarene, Illinois. So um, realizing that, that there was a potential in the sport, uh, you know, to do something like my uncles did, I ended up uh, becoming attached to it and and growing in the sport for years. You know, I had a pretty good uh, youth career, traveling around the country, which is kind of unique. Uh, You know, in the late 90s, not a lot of wrestlers did that, but, you know, my uncle loved to drive. My uncle Dave, who was my coach. And uh, we would drive to New York or then we would head out to Iowa and down to Indiana, all over the place, just to kind of find the best competitions. And I had a fairly good youth career. I ended up uh, being a multiple youth state champion and and, and freestyle. And, uh, you know, I ended up carrying that into my middle school and my high school career and um had a, had a decent high school career. There were some reasons why it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, but luckily it, it didn't because that kind of drove me to want to wrestle in college. So I ended up going to Muskegon Community College because I knew, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew I wanted to wrestle. So uh, I went there for a few years, and I enjoyed it. Uh, met some good people along the way, and I ended up uh, going on to wrestle at Eastern Michigan, which is you know now a defunct program for a semester, and it really changed me. Really uh, built my my mindset for wrestling. Uh, the short time I was there, and then um, realized that it just was not a good fit. I, I, I couldn't afford to live out there. I wasn't on scholarship, so came back home and got in a little bit of trouble and had some stuff that kind of hindered uh, me from you know uh, moving on and and graduating and going and going to school. But I ended up uh, finally getting into Grand Valley State, and then uh, happened to find a flyer for the wrestling program there and said, I want to give wrestling another shot. So I ended up uh, wrestling there for two years. And was an and, um, yeah. I, uh, it was a great, fantastic experience doing that. And I, I know that uh, after I'd left, I would left, I felt there was still more I wanted to give back to and still more I wanted to do with my career. So I ended up uh, going to um, get into coaching. And so I've been doing that ever since, And uh, I've been coaching at uh, all levels, youth all the way up to out of high school. So it's been it's been a wild ride so far.
1: (laughs) Well, we appreciate all the time and effort that you put into the greater Holland area. Um, Talk a little bit about uh, what's going on now. Um, You've been a head coach for six years. This is your first year coaching where we have these circumstances Due to COVID and 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 prepping a pandemic and waiting to see if you're going to have a season or when the season's going to be, um, what has that challenge been like?
0: Well, um, when people ask me, you know, not the first person to ask me, like, well, how, how's it work? How are you doing wrestling uh, with no contact?" And uh, you know, this, and this stems back to the, the summer as well, too. You know, where we had people that were completely locked down in their houses and couldn't compete, but. Uh, it's basically been reinventing the sport. Um, I've spent a lot of time studying and saying, you know, uh, how, can we, how can we move forward? Uh, wrestling's taught me a lot about life. And one of the things that um, is really important to me is being mentally tough. And it's something that we, we preach to our wrestlers all the time, that you need to be tough. And, you know, your chips may not fall your way, but you got to find a way to persevere and i've noticed that you know in the wrestling community there's a lot of people that have sort of thrown their hands up and aren't um trying to be innovative and i didn't want to be one of those people i wanted to to practice what i preach and i told my kids you know we're going to find a way to keep moving forward and so i just scoured books in the internet and just found different um techniques shadow wrestling um a lot of the programs that I've created are essentially, you know, cardio workouts based on wrestling, but a lot is based on Hindu kushti wrestling from India. There's a lot of, there's not a lot of space over there in India. So when you work out, it's very stationary. And so it just kind of blended perfectly into, you know, six feet, uh, you know, distance between athletes and uh, sort of started there. And I, I, I've, we've, we've built up a pretty good, you know, workout where we're getting kids working on their footwork and their stance in motion. And, you know, that's all we can do right now. That's all we can do. But, you know, every day I'm coming up with new stuff and and finding new techniques to, you know, kind of help develop our athletes at the basal level. So it's a a long winded answer, but it's been uh, it's been very interesting sort of reinventing myself and reinventing the sport and, you know, trying to be as innovative as possible.
1: I think that's a great word, innovative, and, and trying to come up with ways to keep your athletes interested, uh, get them a great workout, and keep them focused on the potential of a season. And I know it has to be tough, but you are do you and your coaching staff are doing a great job keeping all those uh, student athletes motivated. And I think that speaks to your character and your integrity. And it's good that the kids have you around.
0: Thanks. I, I- appreciate it, man.
1: Uh, I'm going to move into the youth wrestling. Um, I kind of covered this a little bit in the beginning of the podcast. You mentioned a little bit about when I was wrestling, uh, I started wrestling in sixth grade and at most, I probably could have got with middle school and freestyle wrestling, 40 matches. Mm -hmm. Now kids can get close to a hundred matches in the first three to four months of of a normal season. What do you think about the increase in competition for youth athletes now that really wasn't there when we were uh, at that age 20, 25 years ago?
0: Yeah, I've got sort of like, you know, it's sort of a mixed bag for me because, you know, I, I, as I've mentioned to you before, like, you know, I, I had a unique situation growing up, Um, my you know, there's a lot of national or quote unquote national tournaments that are the currently kids have access to. Um, and we also have, you know, a lot of uh, year round wrestling opportunities. There weren't as many of that. But, you know, when I wrestled, there were uh, you know, an opportunity through USA Wrestling, Michigan USA Wrestling. You could wrestle, you know, Friday, Saturday uh, tournaments and you'd wrestle freestyle and Greco. And, you know, sometimes you get Sunday tournaments, too. So you'd end up walking away with, you know, maybe five uh, medals, you know, and like, I, you know, and, and, for me, that was the intrinsic value of winning medals. That was all that kept me in the sport, you know, as, as a kid. And so I, I, I understand, you know, as a competitor and as a parent, you know, the allure of that, of wanting to just get, you know, to get as many competitions in as you, as you want. Uh, but, you know, as a coach, you know, I'm seeing that that's not necessarily the same path that everyone needs to take. Um, I, I do think that there is sort of a, a meritocracy going on in the sport right now where, you know, everyone, is, like any other youth sport, it's big business. And so there's always people fighting to get onto travel teams and there's you know fighting to get into these big national tournaments. And, you know, you, you get this feeling that you're you're being left behind if you don't do these, you know, high-level events quite honestly, you know, we're pushing kids towards these things that maybe aren't ready yet. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, it, it's a double-edged sword. We have so many opportunities for these elite-level kids to compete. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, as coaches, we should be having a grassroots movement to create, um, you know, developmental stuff for kids, too. So if, if the kids are ready for tournaments, bring them in and have them wrestle. But you know, if they're not, you know, there's nothing wrong with just scrimmaging once in a while. There's nothing wrong with just instead of do you know doing a rec league and at the end of the year there's a tech band's tournament or something. You know, um, I, I, I I don't feel that we should be pushing kids towards competitions unless they're ready. And I've definitely coached kids that that's what they do. That's what they every weekend they want to collect as many medals as they want. I was like that, but. You know, I would say for the most part, most of the kids that I coach, you know, K through 12, you know, that's, it's not necessarily uh, their MO, you know. So I guess, you know, again, another long-winded answer, but um, I think that there's some good things that come from all these competitions, but keep in mind that this is not for everyone. There's got to be opportunities for the kids that are still developing. Okay.
1: So um, I have a couple last uh, questions to ask you before I let you get back. I know that you're a hardworking man; you're pretty busy, so <laughs> I don't want to take up sure. too much of time. What is your vision as a head coach? You've been there for six years now. What is your vision as a if you're ta- telling a young coach what to do, how to build a program? What are some some tools that you would give them, or some advice that you would give them? to help them with their uh, coaching career.
0: Oh man. I mean, that's, that's an entire book. You can write right there. So um, I get I guess to to start off, if I was giving anyone uh, advice into starting a program, uh, is that you need to attack the program or the problems of the program threefold. Uh, One would be obviously the present, So, looking at the present uh, athletes, what you have, what do they need? Um, You know, what kind of kids do you have? Uh, There's lots of – it doesn't hurt to ask questions. Go around your hallway. Look at the demographics of your school. Look at the demographics of, you know, uh, the socioeconomic status of these kids. Are these kids that can afford to go to J-Rob for a month? Are these kids that are on free or reduced lunch, you know? Figure out uh, the commitment levels, like are these kids that are serious that have been through youth programs or are these kids that just want to have fun and and kind of figure out where you're at as far as that goes. And then uh, also, if you're taking over a program, assuming that it's not a new program, I would also say look to the past. Uh, it's important to engage alumni and to make sure you have good records and go through and make sure that. These records are on the walls, and so the kids in the present that are currently on your team have something to look forward to—records to, to you know, to beat or dragons to slay, so to speak. You know, and also engaging on the alumni because those are people that are gonna hopefully eventually donate to your program, that are gonna be in the stands watching you, cheering your guys on. And uh, so make sure you take care of the the alumni and the and the you know people that have helped out in the past. And you know, honor that. A lot of times, you know, I, I've been in programs where you, you walk in the door, and you know, they're they're throwing away the old trophies because uh, why? You know, and the coach before me had, had done that, and uh, and he had like four or five trophies in the, in the trash bin, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, I wasn't on these teams, and no one else was." And, I said, well, actually, I was on that team. Can I keep that trophy? <laughs> so I fished it out of the, the, the trash, and I, I took it home, and then I ended up taking over the program. and I brought them all back, and I put them on display because, you know, you have people coming in and out of your room constantly. You want to make sure that they see, you know, the legacy. Even if your legacy is not that great, it's something that, you know, you you want to ha- have a call back to the past. And so, um, so the present, the past, and obviously the future. So – um, and any, any program will tell you that you need to have a good youth program and, and this, just like you would the present, you got to look at the demographics, you know, you got to have something for the, the, the little kids coming in that just want to have fun. Cause that's what the sport's about having fun, you right. know, and developing kids and then you all the way up to having something for your advanced kids. Like, okay, well, I've got to have, you know. I want kids competing at the national level someday. If we're going to build a good program, so make sure you have a practice. You can't have a catch all for everyone, so you got to make sure that you have enough, uh, you know, something for everyone. And uh, what, what, depending on their commitment level, you know. But uh, yeah, that's I, I could probably talk about this for another day <laughs> or so. But that's essentially I would I would I would, you know in information you know focus on the present, make sure your athletes are taken care of look to the past, make sure your alumni are taken care of, and, of course, look to the future and make sure you have a strong youth program. Those would be the three pillars to build a, uh, a good program.
1: Well, great answer. Great answer to the question, Coach Lancaster. Um, your team has also been academic all-state. Um, has it been four or five years now?
0: Uh, we've had five in a row, which I think is a school record
1: for us, which is great. That's great. So you're producing great athletes and great students that – they can go on to the next level and compete and hopefully get their education paid for. Cause they got good grades and that's all good. Well, thank you coach Lancaster for your time. I appreciate you talking talk to me catching up about how you got involved in the sport and, and dealing with the thing, uh, dealing with the COVID pandemic and still keeping your team going as hard and innovating with the drills and giving advice to those uh, coaches on how to build a program and, the the good and the bad and the ugly of youth wrestling now um i i think it's uh it's great to hear a, a voice on that a great opinion on it and thank you so much for your time all right thanks for having me out coach hope to be on again all right see ya. Yes. thank you for listening to the coach t podcast
0: by my dad